Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from we appreciate you guys out there our great listeners especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us want to thank our sponsors at strange brew coffee house and churn and spoon ice cream start your day the right way the trip to the drive-thru here at strange brew coffee house in starkville or at brupolo over in tupelo it would be weird robbie it's close by it's not that far away but it'd be weird if brupolo was in columbus it would you know brubus columbrus What's your favorite eatery in Columbus? Ooh, uh, Huck's Place. That's a good spot. I That's didn't have a great meal last time I went there, but I Ooh. think it was it was a, it was a bad night. You know, it was a the, packed the, house. I've been there, there three times, and every time was really good. Well, is Broussard still there? I don't know if it's still there or not, but that's a good place to eat in Columbus. Now that place was good. Was eat really good. It's good eat Old Hickory. It's a good steakhouse. Oh yeah. There. Oh, yeah. Another one of those little small-town steakhouses, man, but it's good. It's good. Agree. wherever you are in our great state, if you want Strange Brew Coffee, all you've got to do is go to the website, strangebrewcoffeehouse.com, and boom, pick it up, order it for shipping. Whatever kind of coffee machine sitting on your front counter, you you can get it at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. You know, I've been wearing this. This is a great MSU polo I'm wearing today. That is a really good polo. It's a gift from our friend Joel T. Coleman. And uh, I love it. But, you know, it's getting a little old. I might, I need to upgrade. I need to take my own advice. So maybe I need to head to College Corner and grab a new shirt for this football season. Two locations in the Jackson area to serve you. Ridgeland by Fleet Feet there and Flowood by the Half Shell. Or I, you or I can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Taco Tuesday at Humble Taco. But every day is kind of Taco Tuesday. At Humble Taco, because they have the best tacos in town. They have tacos like you can't get anywhere else. Everybody's doing tacos these days. It's just like a, it's a trend. Everywhere you go, there's all these, these great places doing tacos, but nobody does them like Humble Taco. That's why they call it Mexican Fair with Mississippi roots. Head over to University Drive, grab a margarita, grab some chips and salsa, and grab some tacos like you can't get anywhere else, only at Humble Taco. I told you that it's rewards week. If you're following Firehouse Subs on Twitter, today or Monday as we're recording was a double points day. So any order you place got you double points tomorrow. Uh, it says, or today as you're listening, uh, it says I'm out of sweet treats. So maybe some free cookies, some free brownies headed your way. Follow those guys on Twitter. Like I said, they're always giving away stuff. And of course, download the free Firehouse Subs app. You can place your order. It'll be ready within minutes. And those reward points are really going to pile up for you. Great place for lunch in Starkville, Oxford, Tupelo, Columbus, Flowin, Madison. That's Firehouse Subs. We have to start with the song today, Robbie. 
Mississippi State baseball back into the portal and has landed a left-handed pitcher, Tyler Davis from VCU. This is a guy who's, you know, VCU has been year in, year out, a pretty consistent program, and, and he has pitched against some big-time opponents and pitched well. Left-handed pitcher, a, a guy that, you know, I saw your reporting on this from 24-7, had a ton of offers when he entered the portal, was down to Mississippi State, Florida State, and Oklahoma. That's three pretty darn good programs and ends up picking the Bulldogs. How big a get is this for Mississippi State? I think it's really big because you get an experienced left-hander. And that's why I think he had so many options. He told me he had over 50 schools contact him, which is just kind of absurd. And he narrowed it down to five schools. He didn't tell me the other two schools. And then he narrowed it down to those three, Hmm. which was Florida State, Oklahoma, and MSU. And he kind of went back to – you know, he was here – last year for the regional right um, when VCU was here and actually pitched in that regional he pitched against Campbell twice he never pitched against Mississippi State but you know he remembers that he remembers coming back to that and <clears throat> those 15,000 fans that he played in front of and he said I didn't want to be on the other end of that I wanted to play in front of those fans and it, he told me the difference in you know the, the other schools that he was looking at in Mississippi State was just the people in Starville, the people that he met when he was here this weekend, the people that he met last year. And, uh, you know, I actually saw him at Two Brothers the other day, which was, um, you know, if you go to Two Brothers, you're going to see somebody in there. Two Brothers has happened in place. And and I don't know if they they were taking our, you know, recommendation or what, but I I think it's just people know. You get those smoked wings in front of a recruit, they're signing. They're I'm just going to say – I'm just going to go ahead and say I feel confident saying the two brothers sealed the deal for Tyler Davis. Makes sense. So, But anyway, he just mentioned, you know, he got a chance to experience a little bit of the town at the regional. But coming here this past weekend, just – it really just cemented why he wanted to be in Starville. And, you know, it, it's just – like I said, it's so difficult to find a good quality experience left-handed pitcher. And Mississippi State needed that guy. You know, whether he is a starter, a long reliever, or a matchup guy for Mississippi State, this is a player that can do a lot for you from the left side. And it's just so difficult to hit these guys. It's difficult, especially in college baseball, it's difficult to, to be able to uh, do some damage against these players. I think he had a, a opposing batting average at 210 this past year. Mm. And uh, gave up 47 hits, but most of those are singles. He didn't give up a whole lot of extra base hits last year. He walked 21 guys, struck out 63. And, uh, you know, he's, he's got a velocity that's going to be sitting around 90. He'll he'll be anywhere from 88 to 92, he said. But probably going to be around 90-91, which is really good for a left-hander. Has a splitter that he throws, uh, throws a slider, can throw any of those pitches for strikes. So you just needed to find a good left-handed pitcher here, and I think they got it. You know, one of the things I found that was interesting that he told me how he was used at VCU, he was basically their ace last year, and they the way that they use their aces is they just pitch them as much as they possibly can. 
he, he'd be pitching on two days rest, three days rest. He'll pitch the next day. So he threw a lot. So he got kind of, you know, tired at the end of the year. His velocity started ticking down a little bit, uh, gave up a few more runs, but had a, I thought he had a good um, postseason. Um, he threw against East Carolina, five and a third innings against East Carolina, won a ball game against Georgia in the regionals, three and two-thirds innings. So he's a guy that you – I mean, this is really a um, – like he said, a Swiss Army knife for State. If he doesn't turn out to be a starter, he can be a middle reliever. He can be a matchup guy. I think it's a really good, um, a really good get for Mississippi State. So tell me, what, what, how how do you project him here at Mississippi State? Is he a starter? Is he a long reliever? What's going to be his role for the for the Diamond Dogs next year? I think that really just depends on what Mississippi State adds out of the portal. Like right now, I think he could compete as a starter. But, you know, if they get Paul Skeens, I think that changes. I think you have three right-handers on the weekend. I think you have Cade Smith, Paul Skeens, and Landon Gartman. Um, and there's other options in there for, for State. I mean, say Bradley Lofton starts tearing it up in the fall or Colby Holcomb, those guys can be in there. I think at, right now I could, I could see this guy being, you know, long relief, middle relief, kind of fitting um, – a Houston Harding role for you. You know, Houston Harding was used in a multitude of ways. And by the end of the year, he was a starter, but he was used as a long reliever. He, he would relieve five, six innings. He could come in there and, and get um, a, a guy out in a matchup. So I think you just throw him in there this fall, see how he feels. You know, is he a guy that can handle himself for six innings, if, if that's the case? and he produces, then, then he starts. But I think it's just going to be kind of a trial and error for, for State, and I think they have a lot of options there. You mentioned Skeens. Obviously, he's the guy who, you know, Mississippi State is, is waiting on. Uh, you know, that's the guy that, you know, would be the jewel of this, of this transfer class were you to commit to Mississippi State. But State's not done. Not, it's not just him left in the portal for Mississippi State. Uh, Chris Lamonis did an interview with uh, with twenty four seven with Steve Robertson, and he talked about who he's looking for. And it feels like there's still a few more spots left to uh, to go. Are, are there any names to watch, or is it more about what positions you expect to see filled? Yeah, not a whole lot of names right now. And listen, you know we we're on top of just about every sport recruiting. I mean, the, the, there there's not many names that go under the radar whenever people are following 247 sports. Mm -hmm. When it comes to baseball, it's been really difficult this year. It's, Brian. it's, it's been really, really interesting difficult. to see how different baseball recruiting is than football and basketball. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to I'm just going to be candid with you here. I mean, we like we're usually in the loop on whoever Mississippi State's recruiting, who's coming in for visit in basketball, women's and men's and football. I mean, we, you know but this time, I mean, we're just like a lot of you guys. I mean, I knew Tyler Davis was visiting because I was literally at Two Brothers and saw him. Uh, the staff just operates. They don't let anything out. They don't leak anything out to anybody that gets word to us or anything like that. I mean, this staff is very, very under the radar, tight-lipped on everything. So I, I honestly do not know who could possibly be on the way for Mississippi State. I feel like I have a good idea on 
kind of the positions that they're targeting. I think another outfielder is in the cards. Um, I really thought that Ethan Groff would be um, a guy that Mississippi State would would go after hard, and it doesn't appear that he was extremely high on their radar. Uh, I, I think that Bill Knight was kind of taking his spot, and by the time you circle back around, he has other ideas. He wants to go to Ole Miss, and that's fine. He's a really good player. He, Like I said yesterday, I think he could help Mississippi State, but I think they go after another outfielder. I think they go after a, maybe a couple more pitchers. Um, you really need Paul Skeens. Like I, I think Mississippi State will be will be okay without Skeens. Like they can still compete, but not to the level that 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 we think that they can with him. Um, you know, this, what's this the, is a team that I think could contend for Omaha with Paul Skeens. I was going to say, what's the difference between with Skeens and without Skeens for you record wise next season? I mean, I, I'm predicting State if if Paul Skeens is in that rotation. I'm pre- I'm predicting state to be a national seed. Wow, that, that's a, that's how good I think they can be because I think the the weekend rotation is going to be one of the better rotations in the entire SEC. You got Paul Skeens on Friday, you got Cade Smith on Saturday, and you got Landon Gartman on Sunday, and those are three legit weekend starters in the SEC. And you have a pretty good lineup as it stands right now. Mm-hmm. Without him, I just don't know yet. I I, I think that they can still be really good. But because I think the what they've assembled right now, what they brought in with the recruiting class, I think they've turned things around here. I think the roster's starting to take a turn in a good way. But Paul Skeens just puts you over the top. And I, I think that should be the ultimate selling point for Chris Amonis is hey, you come in here and we are a contender right away. You can we we might can put you in a DH if you want to be a DH a little bit, or you can just be a Friday night starter and focus on that. But you are the missing piece for us. Um, so I, I think that, you know, that's huge for Mississippi State to try to get him. But I think, you know, they're still on some other guys um, at pitcher. I wouldn't be surprised to see them get another middle infielder or, or infielder somewhere. So, you know, there, there's still a few pieces here that State needs to fill to really kind of get you back on track. Is Skeen's DH for State when he's not pitching? I would leave that up to him. Okay. If he wants to, hey man, we'll make a room for you. Yeah. But what I, is, I don't think you I don't think I think you have some other pieces there that he that you can you don't have to force him into that. Mm-hmm. But if he says if that's one of his conditions is I you know, I want to be be able to hit every day I'm not pitching. Mm-hmm. Have at it, buddy. What does state's rotation look like for you if Skeens isn't part of it? Good question. I think it goes back to what I was saying earlier. I think, I think that Colby Holcomb is in the mix there. I think that Tyler Davis is in the mix there, and that my other two that I feel almost certain about on the weekend are Landon Gartman and Cade Smith. Yeah. And then beyond that, you have some you have some guys that are that are vying for that spot. And to be honest, that you're in a much better shape than you were last year. Um, for that other spot, yeah, uh, because you know we did not know about you know Casey Hunt was was in the mix. We didn't know about him. We thought Andrew Walling would be an option there. That <laughs> turned out to be a major bust. Yeah. So there's just a lot of unknowns last year. I think there's. I think you feel a little bit better about it this year. Who's the Friday night guy if it's not Skeens? 
I, I'm going Cade Smith on Fridays. I think that's your best guy if it's not Skeens. So, I mean, if I was just – if it was today, I would say Cade Smith on Friday, Gartman maybe on Saturday, and Colby Holcomb on Sunday. Mm-hmm. If if I had to if I had a, you know to pick today, that would probably be my uh, grouping. We're, we're what a week away from knowing for sure with Skeens. Is that the situation? I don't know. I, I really don't. I don't even know where he's visiting. Um, I mean, baseball recruiting, like we said, is just so weird. When do classes start? I guess is my question. Uh second week in August, maybe first week right. in August. Let's have a look at the Mississippi State fall schedule. Because I want to see Tyler Davis said August 8th was whenever he needed to be there or something. Looking here, we got the registrar. I haven't been to the registrar's website in quite some time, as you might imagine. All right, fall 2022. Uh, classes begin on the 17th. Okay. So we got a ways to, ways to go on this. Okay. That's going to be so – uh, I feel like that's going to get drug out. I feel like we're going to find something out on, like, the 15th or the 16th. I feel like it's it going to be one of those deals, like, where is he going to show up for classes? It, it might be as simple as that. It's like, we don't know anything, and then one day he's just like, oh, yeah, I'm in class. I feel like it's just so difficult because, you know, you no, nobody else really covers baseball recruiting. Right. You're not hearing it from anybody else is, right. is one of the major issues. Mm-hmm. You just hear this, like this is one 24-7 thing where you've got national guys who are all yeah. sort of working with you and getting you information. Y'all are sharing information. This is you guys are working your sources, and that's pretty much it. I mean, even the guys at D1, they don't really cover recruiting that much. Right. So, you know, I, I feel like this is a Mississippi State, Arkansas, and LSU battle. Mm. I, I feel okay in saying that, which means – He's going to be in the SEC West. Either you're going to face him or he's going to be on your team. So, um, for State, I mean, this is just a, a pivotal get. It would be, it wouldn't be devastating to not get him, but it would be really tough. Yeah. Because not only do you not have him, you also you have to play him uh, during the weekend. So. Right. It's really important, and I, you know, he has a relationship with when Aaron Nixon, which which could be really good for for MSU. Um, but it's been so long since he visited here. Yeah, and that's kind of the worrisome part, you know. In football, those later visits matter. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the same in baseball. Those guys might be a little more measured. Yeah, and, and I know talking I know a guy who was at the measured. Air Force Academy. Obviously, you know. Is a guy He's probably like, taking methodical notes yeah. and has every, the pros and cons for every single team. Right. That's what I was going to say. He's like, he, he's probably got a he, – he's probably done a better job of keeping things fresh in his mind than the average recruit because I, I would believe he's probably got a notebook full of information that he's like, okay, let me go back and compare and contrast and things like that. So, yeah. We'll but see. if it is – I mean, if it is State, LSU, and Arkansas – there really is like every either any of those teams could say, you know, we have some of the best facilities in college baseball. We put guys in the MLB. We're going to win. Like yeah. all three of the, I mean, it's, it's going to be a tough decision. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't really go wrong with any one of those decisions. 
We'll see how it goes. That's a, that's a big, big recruiting battle for Mississippi State. This is one of the biggest baseball recruiting battles. Maybe it's just because you don't hear that much about recruiting battles. Those kids commit so early in the process, eighth and ninth grade so many times, and they just stick with it through the years. You don't really hear about these kind of, of you know, we're visiting late and we're just trying to get this. You don't ever hear about it in baseball. So it's, it's, it's going to be new territory. That's going to be more common now with the transfer portal because Agreed. it's so open. Um, the other stuff, you know, these guys – like there was a high school kid visiting this weekend for state. Mm-hmm. Nobody has a clue who it is. So, I mean, that stuff goes way under the radar. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it all pans out. It's super interesting to me. It's been a good class for state in the transfer portal. Skeens would make it a great class. and would really would really put the Bulldogs kind of back into the mix in the SEC next year. We'll see. All right, let's move on into the second half of the show. We've got two SEC previews to do today. We're going to talk about Alabama and Tennessee, and that's going to be brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. If you're going to be cooking out this weekend, grab some beef, grab some steaks, some burgers. Put them on there. I need to get some burgers going, Robbie. When I went to Malcolm Reed's shop uh, a couple of weeks ago, I got some of that W sauce. Have you seen this stuff? Yes. So I've got it, and I, I want to make some burgers with it. I need to I – need to, Need to get that going. Do you need somebody to, to test it out? I might. I might need that. And then you would be there. I'm willing me. to sacrifice. <laughs> I'll give you a call. Well, whatever you're looking to cook out this weekend, hit up your meat market, hit up your local butcher, and tell them you want to put some beef on the grill. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. We were just talking. Do I need to do another Two Brothers Read? Two Brothers Smoked Meats, where you get recruits and get great food. And what else do you want? I'm just telling you, this is this is this is Robbie and I just we're just trying to tell you. If you wanna if you wanna you wanna run into Chris Lamona sometimes, go to go to two, go to two brothers on the weekends. Chances are he's there hosting a recruit. And you can get some inside information and you can tell me and Robbie because we don't know. We don't know. So two brothers and Starville Cafe. If you go Starville to either Cafe's one of those other, places, yeah. if you go to either one of those places on the weekend, you're probably gonna see a recruit. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's true. Uh, so two brothers smoked meats. I mean, the smoked wings, the pork rind nachos. And my, my, I'm telling you, Robbie's the pork belly taco guy, and he talks it up all the time. I am the chicken chipotle taco guy. That is Brian Haydad's favorite taco. And then I like to add some of that two brothers barbecue sauce right over the top. That's a, it's just a fantastic taco. A lot of jalapenos on that. Don't get it if you're not down with the spice, but I'm just saying. All right, two brothers smoked meats in the heart of the cotton district. That's the place to find smoked southern soul food. Great products, great service. Everybody promises it. Who delivers? Advantage Business Systems does. And I've got the proof right here. 47 years, their doors have been open serving customers just like you. You can't stay in business long that long if you don't take care of your customers and provide exactly what you're promising. So when you need copiers and printers, computers, laptops, software, whatever it is, you go to Advantage Business Systems. And if something goes wrong, you call them. You're not calling a 1-800 number. You're not talking to somebody at a call center. You're not going to deal with an out-of-state contractor who takes a week to get to you. No, it's a Mississippi person you're talking to and dealing with the whole way. 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Just got a funny text from somebody. Uh, <laughs> it looks like you. Um he looks like me. Yeah, he's, he's got oh. the same kind of flow. All right. Uh, you know, when we look at Alabama, 
what are we really doing here, right? 12 and 0? Uh, might as well. I mean, what are the games they could lose? Don't laugh. But what if they go to Texas in week two and Quinn Ewers is everything that he's been built up to be? And in a 117 degree heat, Alabama wilts a little bit. What happens then? What if Texas A&M makes it two in a row? Is Tennessee finally ready to snap this streak? That game is in Tennessee. And then you have LSU on the road. You have have the Iron Bowl in Tuscaloosa, which means it's going to be a blowout. Yes. Have you noticed this trend, by the way, like the last decade? In Auburn, close game or Auburn Mm -hmm. wins in Tuscaloosa, absolute blowout. Yeah, they have no shot in Tuscaloosa. No shot. So, I mean, I think that speaks to how great a home field environment it really is. is. And that, like that might be that's I was gonna say the same thing. That might be the most underrated college environment out there. I mean, it's you, like you feel the weight of their national titles. You're driving for a late score. You, you all of that history just sort of weighs on you at some point. Yeah. I, I go back to that 2013 season when they had all those games. You know, they had they had uh, state, Georgia, was Alabama there in 13? 13, yes, Alabama can't – wait, what year? Yeah, that was the that was the, that was was uh, the prayer at Jordan-Hare, wasn't it? Oh, Auburn? Yeah. Yes, that game was in Auburn, yeah. So that year they had that drive to win the game against State. Mm-hmm. The um, Prayer Jordan-Hare. Uh, well, the, the prayer, prayer Jordan-Hare and then and the kick, kick six. six. All at Auburn. Yeah. They had all that that year. And that yeah. like that's when I was like, okay, Auburn-Jesus is a real thing. They, I mean, they were they were literally in real time, like sixty seconds away from losing four games in the regular season. Right, but they did. But for Alabama, I mean, I think they're twelve and zero. I think they're going to win the national title. I just, I just tell you, I think they're fifteen and zero team this season. Let me ask you this: We'll, we'll, we'll get a little debate out of this because there's not much on the schedule. Closer to falling off, Alabama or Georgia? If I said next year, maybe not this year, but next year, one of them is going to lose three games. Who would you be more? Who would you be less surprised by? Georgia, Georgia, because Alabama is just such a juggernaut under Nick Saban. I mean, they haven't had a drop off. Georgia, which I don't think either one is really going to drop off like the face of the earth, but. I could see Georgia having like a season with like three losses or something more than I can Alabama. I, I think I agree with that. If you said like long term, I think it's Alabama because Smart's going to be there longer than Saban is. I, I yeah. feel like I feel like the end of the Nick Saban era will be like two well, that, years. That's kind of the that's kind of the thing. It's it's got to be, you know, it's got to be contingent on Nick Saban not right. being there. I think the first two years post Saban, they're still really really good. Maybe undefeated, maybe one loss in the in the hunt, and then they and I'm not saying they're going to be seven and five, but they start going. They start having some ten and two, nine and three kind of years. Yeah, I think. No, and it's it's got to be if Saban is not there, right? So let's move over. Let's look at Tennessee. I think Tennessee is one of the most interesting teams this season, and they have an interesting schedule. To be honest with you, yeah, they should be three and zero the first three. They do have to go to Pittsburgh. Who beat them last year? But you know, as we know, Kenny Pickett. Uh, who does he play for now? The Pittsburgh Steelers. Darn it! 
When I hear the steel, forged in steel. Chuck Noll leads his men onto the field inside Three Rivers Stadium. Yeah, the steel curtain they bring in every play. Okay, all right. Uh, so it should be three and zero, and then Florida comes in. Look, Florida has owned Tennessee basically the past couple decades. It's got to happen, right? This has got to be the year. They got to win this game. Yes, I think I think that's going to happen. I do too. So four and zero, and then they travel. They they have their West games back to back. They tr- they have a bye week, then they travel to LSU. They can win that game. Yeah. So five and zero on the third I, Saturday I, in October. But I think I picked I picked LSU though. Did you? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I, who I, think, I, picked, I think I think Tennessee go with can Tennessee win that here. game. Well, I think Tennessee can win that game, but I've always been like. I still got to see Tennessee win a big game on the road like that. I agree. Tough I, I think this is one where they can get it. They can. I'm going to go with loss just for now, just because I need to – I don't need to contradict uh, myself. I like mine better because I've got undefeated Tennessee hosting Alabama on the third Saturday in October. And that game finally means something for the first That's time. That's 2.30 CBS. That's probably a top five matchup. Tennessee's probably in the top five if they're 5-0. And, and listen – they actually probably had one of the better games offensively against Alabama mm-hmm. last year than any other team. Mm-hmm. And they Georgia. Just, they were the yeah. team that had the, did the best against those two teams. I think their offense is going to be really good. I, Alabama I think wins. They lose back, I think they lose back-to-back. I think they I lose have, LSU. I, I've got them 5-1. and one. You've got them 4-2. Uh, and two. All right. So now uh, Tennessee Martin, that's a win. Kentucky. I think we took Kentucky to win this. Is it at Kentucky? It's at Tennessee. I'm taking Tennessee. I'm gonna take Kentucky. I just, yeah. I, I, I just feel like you have them. You have Tennessee beating LSU in Death Valley, but losing to Kentucky at home. I think Kentucky's better than LSU. But it's at. I, mean, Death I get Valley. I'm trying to. I'm just trying to remember. I had Kentucky like ten and two, didn't I? Who did I have them losing to? Georgia no, and who else? You didn't Was have it them this that. game. Uh, I don't know. I think Tennessee wins this. All right, so so you've got them now five and two, or six and two, and I've got them seven and one. Do I have them seven and one? Okay, now you maybe you've sold me. No, I have them losing this game. So six. We both got them six and two, six and three because they're going to lose to Georgia the next week at Georgia. Six and three. And they finish Missouri, South Carolina, Vanderbilt. Ugh. What a terrible bottom half of the schedule there. So I have South Carolina finishing ahead of Tennessee in the East in my, in my prediction. Ooh, I don't, I don't know about that. I think they so, win all three of these games. I'm going to let them lose one. I'm going to let them lose at South Carolina to finish eight and four. You'll have them finishing nine and three. I'm really high on Josh Heupel. I think he's a good coach. I think eight and four would be a great season. Nine and three, and you're probably pretty close to playing in a uh, an access bowl. At worst, you're probably in the Citrus Bowl. Shout out to Steve Spurrier. That's a fantastic um, season for Tennessee in year two. Well, last year they went right before seven, the sanctions show one. up, right? Yeah, well, uh, that, that's another thing. What, what's going to happen here? What's, that, well, because. 
because uh, um, some people don't want to hear this, but what they did was way worse than what Ole Miss did. It was, and the but the, the other side of the coin is the NCAA said we don't want to punish teams where the bad actors are gone. Pruitt is gone. All these players that they got are probably gone. Yeah, I mean, I, I can Fulmer see them is gone. So, and you know they they did you know they they were very like cooperative with the, and I. I know that the Ole Miss people were like, we we, we cooperated were you? really well with them. So did no, you? You, no, you did not. Maybe. For don't, several don't, years, they started, they, you know, Ross Bjork started, you know, sticking the middle finger up at the NCAA. We didn't do anything wrong and all this stuff. And then they acted like they were fully, fully compliant and they weren't. They weren't. And I think that matters. You know, I think, I think Ole Miss pissed off a lot of the NCAA. I agree. So. So nine and three Tennessee for Robbie Falk, eight and four Tennessee for me. Very interesting. Very interesting. Next week is yep. Missouri, and then it's Ole Miss and then Mississippi State. If I'm correct, I'm pretty sure I'm right. I don't think we've got anybody. I'll go back and check, but I, I think we've got everybody. Or they were caught up on everybody at this point. So there yeah, we go. Yeah, I think that's right. All right. Uh, tomorrow show is the rumblings. Robbie Falk, why don't you go ahead and send off that tweet, and we'll get some questions in. Uh, all your questions will be answered. We've got opponent previews coming up this week. We'll do one Thursday, one Friday. Uh, we've got what? Uh, what did I say? It's Alabama and uh, and Kentucky are, are our next two opponent previews. And uh, yeah, we'll just sort of keep going on from there. Baseball, football, basketball. Anything that happens, we'll talk about it. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.